Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate. And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back. Today, you'll learn about how swabbing leaves could save biodiversity, the science of saltwater taffy, and how some of our memories are surprisingly accurate. Without further ado, let's satisfy some curiosity. Study after study has confirmed that we are in the midst of a potentially catastrophic collapse of biodiversity on the planet. Hundreds, if not thousands, of species are threatened with extinction, which will dramatically reduce biodiversity. And a lack of biodiversity will endanger our food supply and, according to a UN report, could risk our health and global stability. Right. The loss of biodiversity has a massive rippling effect. It's not good. An example that we talk about all the time is how the decline in coral reefs is resulting in a biodiversity loss, meaning that there just aren't as many fish and species of fish that are able to live there anymore. That leads to a whole domino effect up the food chain. Exactly. And that is a great example. But researchers have a problem. How do we measure biodiversity in the first place? In order to know what we're losing, we need to know what's already there. And we have talked about this before, right? Like researchers had discovered that air quality monitors all over the world had been gathering genetic data on biodiversity for decades without anyone knowing it. That's a really good memory. Yeah, researchers could chart the history of an area's biodiversity changes using the genetic material they found in those monitors. It was super cool. Okay, so problem solved, right? What if you don't have access to one of those monitors? Or what if you need to map out the biodiversity of an area without an air quality monitor? Mm, Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I've got great news. A new study has found that you can map out the biodiversity of an area just by rubbing leaves with cotton swabs. Ooh, it's like CSI for biodiversity. (laughs) It really kind of is. And the research team was actually inspired by all those studies that showed you could gather animal DNA from the air. They thought, okay, wait a second. If the DNA is in the air, at some point it has to land, right? That's a great point. It's got to go somewhere. Yep. So they went to Kibali National Park in Uganda, a place with massive biodiversity and huge concentrations of all kinds of wildlife. That's a good place to swab, in other words. Yeah. They swabbed leaves with cotton buds for three minutes each. In all, they spent about 72 minutes walking around swabbing plants. Each swab was then analyzed for DNA in the lab, and they found over 50 mammal and bird species. That seems like a lot. It's actually more than they expected. An average of eight different species per cotton swab. They found DNA from endangered African elephants, monkeys, birds, bats, all kinds of rodents. It was a biodiversity bonanza. And it was so surprising because they assumed that they'd come up rather empty because DNA doesn't last that long once it settles down. But in this case, they were happy to be wrong. So one interesting thing about this, if I'm getting this right, is that the DNA researchers gather from old air quality monitors can tell you what species have been around in the past. But this new swab technique can tell you what's around right now. 
Well, not only that, but this is something literally anyone can do. It's cheap and it's accessible. They say it's even possible to repurpose COVID-19 testing kits for large-scale animal DNA swabbing. And if we're going to get a handle on saving biodiversity, we simply have to know what's really at stake. And that means knowing exactly what we stand to lose. We are constantly talking about hard-hitting science. Everything from research into genetic mechanisms behind certain cancers to cutting-edge tech that could save our planet. But researchers have recently released a study that could totally stretch the limits of understanding of saltwater taffy. <laughs> okay, that was a great segue. Um, saltwater taffy is actually my favorite candy. I love that stuff, especially like the huckleberry flavor. Mm. Just fantastic. Yes. But why are they studying this candy? <laughs> so a researcher named Santo Chan was given a gift of saltwater taffy for successfully defending their PhD thesis. And like any postdoc worth their salt, they got really curious about that taffy. It's kind of a solid, but it's also kind of a liquid, right? I mean, that's that's one of its charms, right? Like, it'll melt in your mouth, but if you, like, bite into it fast when it's, like, cold, it'll you'll chip a tooth. Mm. Well, it's called a viscoelastic material. It's viscous or runny, but it also kind of has the ability to spring back into shape a little, or at least it can hold a particular shape. And Santo-Chan wanted to figure out what was going on there. Scientists will stop at nothing to uncover the true secrets of the universe. Well, you joke, but this is actually a huge and growing research area. Food science. For example, studies have been done to figure out how to produce the crispiest, most delicious wok-tossed fried rice. And in 2022, <laughs> physicists at MIT coined the term oreology which would be, of course, the science behind what happens when you twist an Oreo cookie apart. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I mean, I already know what happens. The creamy middle sticks to one half and the other side is just cooking. You throw that side away and then you take Wait, the what? other creamy of another cookie and you stick them oh, together no. so you get double the amount of oh, creamy no. in a cookie this... and then you just eat the whole thing. Oh no. You ended up with like an octuple <laughs> stack Oreo there, I think. Except just You just do. The cream. It's fantastic. Yeah, because, and that's the whole thing. Awful. I am on team cookie fantastic. for the most part. Like, I like regular Oreos and Oreo thins, and anything double stuff or more is too much. Agree to disagree. Uh, see, this Oreo debate is one example of why this area of research is so big. We all eat, so we all have a stake in the science behind our food. Plus, if you think about it, cooking is just sort of chemistry. You take raw ingredients, you slice them, chop them, pulverize them. In other words, you change them. And then you blend them with other ingredients and you add heat or bacteria or salt or something else so that the whole mixture becomes something entirely different. Okay, I never thought about it that way. You probably couldn't digest a stalk of wheat, but if you break it down and process it, you can enjoy it as a spongy soft piece of sourdough. I mean, unless you're gluten intolerant. Well, that's a separate issue. <laughs> so saltwater taffy is similar. It's basically just sugar, cornstarch, corn syrup, butter, glycerin, salt water, and other colorings and flavorings. Wait, you said salt and water separately. There's there's actual salt water in there, right? Well, no, no. It supposedly got its name uh, when a candy store on the boardwalk in Atlantic City was flooded back in the 1880s. A little girl came in and asked for candy, and the store owner said all he had was that salt water taffy. <laughs> okay, and the name just stuck? <laughs> well, that's the story anyway. So it turns out the science behind the candy isn't quite as mythical. Chan and the research team used x-ray machines to create images of the taffy's internal structure as it was being stretched on a taffy puller. They wanted to understand what was going on inside, so they measured how much force it took to basically rip it apart. 
Okay. So did they make any sweet discoveries? Yes. They found (laughs) that it's the air bubbles and the teensy droplets of oil that give the taffy its unique stretch. They also found that if they added emulsifiers like lecithin, they could make a chewier, longer-lasting taffy. Chance said the oil droplets and air bubbles were like rubber balls that kind of bounced back into shape after the taffy was done being stretched. Do Okay, but do we really need taffy to last longer? Like, it takes me a half hour just to get through one piece already. All right, maybe we don't, but it's this kind of research that can shed light on the science behind other food, like cheese or bread dough. You mentioned our uh, gluten-free friends. One of the big puzzles behind gluten-free bread is how to make the mouthfeel and consistency similar to traditional breads. So this is actually bigger than just saltwater taffy. That is not a stretch. Oh my gosh, so you joined in at the end. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We've talked a lot about the mysterious world of memory on this show. Yeah, I remember it well. Like how (laughs) if we didn't witness an entire event, our minds will just kind of make up the ending. Yeah, our minds really like complete stories, so it'll give us memories of things that didn't happen just to make something make sense. It seems like the more we understand how memory works, the more we realize how terrible we are remembering things. That's why researchers are somewhat surprised by the findings of a recent study on the persistence of memory. In other words, like how long we're able to keep our memories intact? Yeah. Once an event happens, if it's important enough, our minds take it from the short-term memory and sort of stuff it into the long-term hard drive. If we need to access it later, we can pull it back out and, I mean, remember it. But we know from all kinds of studies that those memories don't always come out of the old hard drive in the shape they went in. And that's one thing that this study found. So we can remember things that happened a long time ago, just not very well. Exactly. And that is the least surprising find of this study. We tend to remember less and less about a specific event the more time passes. We lose details, things get a little fuzzy. But here's the twist. When the participants of the study were actually able to recall an incident or event, their memories were accurate between 93 and 95% of the time, and it didn't matter how long ago this event took place. Whoa, so these must be important memories. Well, yeah. Another study asked kids to explain their very first memory and then asked them to do it again two years later. When the researchers compared their recollections, they found that when the events had lots of emotion attached to it, the memory was clearer and more accurate. And not only that, but if the memories were organized, it was more likely to be remembered clearly. Organized like if it was chronological or something? Pretty much. It means we tend to remember painful events with more detail and accuracy than events that lack any sort of punch. Wow. So if this is right, then kids might actually have better memories for life events than we thought? It's possible. But just like our memories can contradict each other, different studies tell different stories. For example, when researchers had kids five and under describe an important memory and then asked them to describe that same memory eight years later, not so much. The memories, if they exist at all, tend to be foggy and unclear. But when the kids were six and older when they described the memory the first time, eight years later, it was still there. 
Would that suggest some kind of brain development marker? It certainly could. There's even a name for it. Infantile amnesia. It's the adult's brain inability to recall anything before ages around two to four. So let me get this straight. These studies suggest that our memories work better when the events we're trying to remember are painful or emotional, and even kids can remember things clearly as they grow older, but not always. I mean, that's a good way of saying no matter how much research goes into it, memories are fleeting, unless they aren't. Such a clever saying. I'll have to remember that. (laughs) Thank you, and good luck with that. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. Swabbing leaves for just 72 minutes allowed researchers to detect a massive diversity of endangered mammals, monkeys, and birds in Uganda's rainforests using only DNA. The simple technique proves nature's lungs can give voice to vanishing wildlife worldwide. Scientists probed chewy taffy treats with lasers and x-rays, discovering their stubborn texture comes from trapped rubbery oil droplets and air bubbles that resist stretching like bouncy little molecular balls. The research could have implications for other foods like bread and cheese. Study after study has found that our memories, especially of emotional events, are generally accurate but can be unreliable. We may remember some details wrongly or even have false recollections of things that never happened, so memory isn't always a perfect record. But even early childhood memories, while often hazy, tend to persist if highly emotional. But mundane events fade quickly. So trust your memories, but don't bet the house on them. Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we would love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.